podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And remember to include the name The Scoreless Sort of Podcast in your application. Thank you. Man there trying to stop Joe from getting himself into further trouble. It's not a bad ball for Pelle on the right side. It's Carlos Alberto. And what a great goal that was! Welcome to the Scoreless Thriller Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Leon. Leon, how are you doing today? A little tired, but very excited to be here. Ah, okay. And we've got Mr. Danish Football with us again. Yannick is back on the podcast. Yannick, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, and we're excited to carry on our work from last week to go this deep dive into Danish football. So we've narrowed down the field to... To four teams. Do you want to list out the four teams that we've got on the right now? So we've got Nordsjelland. Um Then we've got Brombu. Yannick, I'm looking at you to give me feedback. Um, then we've got Framelama. And last but not least, we've got... B. Ninehonel Oda. We, we picked this particular club, right? Because they are kind of the nemesis, as you explained to us last time. Of Framalama. Yeah, they're, they're the traditional arch rivals because they are really next door neighbors, literally. Okay. Mm. So that's why I thought maybe it would be interesting to look into these guys. But what do you know about them? They were established in 1908. Okay. Hence the name. That's the name? Oh. Yeah. The Creative. The, the B is for football club, so it's basically the football club of 1908. Okay, and uh, yeah, it's very common that there are like lots of teams with like dates from like the early twentieth century, right? It was like B. What are the other ones? B. Nil Honol Tre, B. Nineteen O Three. Yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah. B. Tre Aarhus B. Ninety Three, B. Nineteen O One, B. Nineteen Twenty One. Yeah, yeah, it's the same it, in Germany. Much, yeah, there's but usually the amateur leagues though. Yeah, yeah, most of them are now as well, but some of them were. Further up, hmm. B nineteen oh nine. Okay, so let's start with the biggest club on our list today. So let's talk about Bromby. So would you say Bromby are the kind of most historical, biggest club in Denmark? Or 
Uh, no, but in uh, in my lifetime there, so from uh, from the eighties and forward, they were they definitely are the the bigger club. But uh, I must say that uh, Copenhagen has has uh, taken surpassed them. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this. But would you would I you mean, mean surpass them in in like in just in sort of success or also like fan wise or just like in, in what way have they kind of surpassed? I, I would guess uh, it's on the field. I would say I wouldn't say surpassed. That success was, on the that pitch. Was, that was Leon. So I will never use the word the word surpass for FC Copenhagen. Give me a culpa. But uh, but I think they are. I mean, in in recent years they they've done better than Brøndby both nationally and internationally. Um, but fan wise. I think both clubs are still equally, pretty much equally well supported. They're very well supported, both clubs. But the, yeah, Bromby's fan mm. culture is very strong. You would, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I, that's me being uh, with the tinted, coloured glasses or whatever it's called. But my uh, instinct is that there are more among the FC Cope fans that would have a hard time supporting a club that didn't win all the time than there are in Bonnebu. And I, I could get kick, kicked in the face uh, oh, for saying that in certain, certain pubs in, Den- in Copenhagen. The, 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 the prawn sandwich brigade. I think there are, there are more prawn sandwich brigade people, more uh, fair weather fans uh, among the... That definitely are in Bonnebu as well. But my... My hunch is that there are more. But is this just intuitive, or do you know, like someone, a fan of God feeling? God feeling. And I know some fans, but the ones I know, they they are they are proper fans, diehard. But I just see it's when you're at the ground, some of the people you see and meet, and especially some like the celebrity fans of FC Copenhagen. I don't. I despise them all. (laughs) Can you give some names? well, Do you know whether Margrethe is a fan of any football club? I, I don't know. What about the guy from Game of Thrones? Is he FC co-fan? <laughs> I'm just uh, naming like the only Danish celebrities I know. <laughs> I, I didn't know uh, Game of Thrones. I don't know who's in Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. oh popular culture's reference lost on him. G- no, but give, that's me, give me a... But then, w- 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 which are the ones that, that actually support FC Co? Like the, yeah. the, the celebs? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, for instance... That... Nikolai Costa-Waldo. Okay, he. Oh, you just that, came up with the name. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, I know. That's good. He could. He could be one of them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you been to the Derby many times? The well, five-ish times, something like that, I guess. Uh, and was like, there a good one? A good Derby, like a spicy, yeah, 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 like a cup final. I mean, or the, yeah. the the best one uh, that I've been to that was uh, maybe three years ago, two or three years ago. Uh, yeah, three years ago, I think it was in Brøndby, okay. and Brøndby hadn't beaten uh, FC Cope for quite a while, um, and they beat them on a very late goal. And I was there with some uh, three Americans that I was introducing to proper football, mm. and uh, <laughs> we were standing at the at the south end, at the upper part of South End, though. So crazy, but not too crazy. Yeah fans and uh, things got absolutely crazy and pure there was, ecstasy there was uh, just as much beer in the air as oxygen I think at one point so is there ever much it was, it, that was a lot of fun that was a great yeah. game is there ever sort of like much violence but when in the derby in, in Copenhagen there they, they used to be there was a period where the Bonby FC, Co- uh, FC Copenhagen game was uh, associated with uh, a lot of violence but it was 
and usually uh, a group from each that had more or less uh, decided on going showing up and smashing each other but there has been uh, some more incidents and there's been a lot of uh, vandalism in connection with the games but and I like, can't say that any team is worse or better than the other I think there's is hooliganism a problem in Danish football no I, I wouldn't say like so. not at all would you say it ever no, was I like how about in like the 80s or the, oh, like in the 80s, yeah, they like, even even less. I mean, it, you, so it, it 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 didn't follow uh, like the like in the, in England. No, no, it didn't follow that no. really. There were just uh, in the 80s, it was very peaceful going, and also that not that many went because it had only just started really the sort of resurgence of of the no, not resurgence the the appearance of Danish football on the international scene oh okay what what brought that about as in what was the sort of growth or the heyday of well I think uh, one of the things was that as it was as late as 77 that we got uh, that we got professional football okay and it was actually semi-pro to begin with it used to be all amateur and uh, the, the the football association was actually against it for many years but then it came about, and then also um, at some point we got a, a German coach for the national team who changed it to a more professional outlook, basically, and that changed a lot of things as well. We got a few uh, international uh, coaches for Danish clubs as well. And then just in time, and also with the luck of um, good generations with some good players, uh, then uh, sort of mid mid eighties, we had some some success. It actually started in the early eighties. We qualified for the European Championships in France in eighty two. Hmm. That was sort of the the breakthrough, you could say, and that that sort of kick started things a bit. And then the club football was probably another ten years later than that before it really. Okay, so it kind started. of kind of coincided because when I read about Bronby, like the. Um between 1985 and 2005, they won 10 league titles, which yeah. is like their one. That's how many they've won. They haven't won it since. Yeah. That was their yeah. sort of yeah. dominant period. Yeah, that was the heyday, absolutely. Yeah, and they, they did quite well in Europe a couple of times. You know, they went to the, was it semi or quarterfinal? I forget. Okay. But quite close. Hmm. And like just looking at like average attendances for the league, they're the second highest behind FC Co. Yeah. Okay. What's like, the difference? Uh, is it big? Like a thousand. Like okay. a yeah. but there's more than they're like the more than double the third place team in average of uh, yeah of average attendance which is what Midland. yeah yeah. Midland. yeah and and this was from last season right yeah 1920 yeah yeah but I, I would say that one of the reasons that's that's my claim of course is that one of the reasons that FC Copenhagen is is uh, doing better uh, in terms of attendance is that the, they are doing better so in that sense, I think that's it's that's it, like it sort of proves, yeah. in, in the brackets prove my theory that Bromby are the more well-supported club Cause, because cause Bromby have quite a new stadium when, as well. Even when they do poorly, they are they have a they attract the fans. Yeah, and the other thing is kind of fluctuation due to success. Yeah, I think so. That's my okay. But I would th- I would also say that in time, I think this will even out because uh, as I think I mentioned in the last podcast that a lot of the uh, people in, uh, younger than me and especially the, those sort of 15, 20 years younger than me, they basically grew up with this club. So for them, it is their club. There's, it's not just some sort of uh, merger on top of... of uh, you could, you mean, though. Yeah. yeah. 
if you compare like the enthusiasm and the fan culture and kind of the vibe that you get in the stadium what's what's the major difference mm. or is there none uh, I, i think that's impossible for me to answer because i uh, i i'm so you're so uh, biased so biased yeah but then give us I, your I, biased opinion on this yeah yeah it, it is super biased but i think to me uh like for instance the tifos in the fcq they tend to become more sort of uh high flying and a lot of sort of viking stuff and but then again there's a lot of that stuff in Bonby as well it's it's i'm, I'm just super biased i just i just feel more at home at Bonby stadium than i do at parking yeah, okay mm. unless it's a national game then i'm at home <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know. I asked you this before the pod, but can you can can you give us like the line of the first line of the song? Yeah, yeah. What is like the when they, they when they go into the chance. stadium, you know, or just oh. okay, just start by like mod like like announcing them, introducing them in Danish, like you know the guy in the stadium does. Oh yeah, but like it, creating the hype, it, it's selling it's, the selling the team. But but it's it's been too long, and there's not one song in point B. But there is this one with Google and Blow, and I looked up the lyrics. It's uh, on a song. Uh, the original song is called Susan Himmelblå. The lyrics go, Gul og blå, du er alt jeg tænker på. Havde jeg to liv, så gav jeg dem begge til dig. Men jeg kan ikke spå. I love this. It's so sweet. It's like a kid's poem. Yeah. Wait, say, can you say the lines <laughs> in English? It was written by H.C. Andersen. <laughs> it actually doesn't make that much sense. Because it's like, yeah. if, I had two, if I had two lives, I'd give them both to you, right? Or what? Yeah, yeah. So it's yellow and blue. Yeah. You are all that I think of. If I had two lives, I would give them both to you, but I cannot predict into the future. But I, but I cannot predict into the future. Very yeah, sour. That, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the it, start it, does it, make yeah, sense yeah. to yeah. me, but then they kind of lose me towards the end. <laughs> It's like they kind of lose the commitment of the song halfway yeah. through. They're like, well, actually, maybe that's what a lot of fans feel, right? Like they wish they just had two lives. Because sometimes football takes up a lot of your time, right? Especially on the weekend. You're supposed to hang out with your family, you know, spend some quality time with everyone. But then you just want to go nuts and, and drink and, and uh, watch the derby. I'm not sure it's this deep, the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's, that, that's what this song means to me, I feel. Mm. I, I find it interesting that, you know, despite them being sort of historically a very successful Danish club, you're quite happy to go along and support them. And I'm wondering whether it's, a genuine affection for them or just because they're the anti-FCCO? Uh, well, the last bit is a big part of it. And I, I mean, I I really support Hovikur. So, uh, Brøndby is sort of my go-to uh, go team for the top league when we are not there. Mm-hmm. And it's also just, you know, if they win, at least it's not FCCO. That's the main thing. But also, I uh, quite a lot of my friends are Brøndby fans and I've been to the ground uh, quite a quite a lot of and I do think that they have a fantastic atmosphere I mm-hmm. must say okay so uh, my uh, my my heart is maybe not uh, yellow and blue okay. but, uh, but if it's you were definitely to, not yeah. uh, white and blue but so if you were to have a friend <laughs> come to Copenhagen and you were to take them a get to a game you would definitely take them to a Bronby game no question yeah okay cool the only time I've taken people to Pagen is when they played Bronby Yeah, I mean that's the only time I was there. Yeah, for the derby. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think we've done enough on Bromby. Let's move on to 
FC Norseland, and these are another one of these lovely, um, what do you call them? Merger, merger, merger clubs. Yeah, yeah. Based out in Farum, but you were telling me before we came on air that they have a certain reputation for, because of where the money came from to for their for their growth. Do you want to? Yeah, dig it was a little a, I mean, uh, uh, quite early on, they had a, a very charismatic. And, and this is early two thousands, we should say, right? Or, yeah, and, and and even before that. Uh, uh, a lot of this started even before when they were quite far down in the leagues. Okay. Yeah, so they, they formed as Farland Ball Club in 1991 and then changed to FC Northland in 2003. Yeah, so they had this very charismatic and a bit controversial um, uh, mayor for many years, uh, Brex Tofte. And he uh, was really into to football and uh, he was very uh, engaged in getting these club uh, promotions and uh, uh, they were very helpful. Uh, to get the the club uh, and also the handball club very good facilities and and uh, with time they got this uh, very nice stadium they've got up there and a very good uh, handball arena as well and uh, he put a lot of money in it and they eventually made it to the Superliga and then they created this Norseland where they um, made this uh, elite uh, sort of top Facility, section like, yeah. of the of the club that was uh, FC Norseland with a backing of a lot more smaller clubs uh, which basically means that they are to a certain degree feeder clubs to their youth, to the youth system of of Norseland as far as understood and um, during this uh, time this uh, mayor was really instrumental in putting a lot of money both into the club and into especially the facilities and the football ground and stuff uh problem was that the uh, uh quite a bit of that money came from the municipal coffers and uh, he uh, didn't really follow the rules i don't remember the details of how he did it but he uh, illegally transferred money to the football club whoops and also uh, i don't remember uh, to which degree the the football club was uh, involved but he ended up actually uh, uh getting uh, uh it, it, I don't know if embezzlement is the quite uh, is the right word, but it's something similar to embezzlement. So basically, uh, he um, he um, uh, ended up serving prison for having gone behind the the back okay. of the mule. Well, he got football. convicted for this. Yeah, he like, got convicted. There's another some, some years I forget how many. But, but this phenom phenomenon of feeder clubs, don't you think that that's quite a natural thing to happen? Like in Hamburg, I feel like there are a lot of feeder clubs that build up youth teams. Mm. And then at one point, they'll, like the Hamburger Sportverein or just St. Pauli, they'll, of course, you know, cherry pick the best players from these clubs. Yeah, but then. And then take them over. Uh, there are. Um, uh, in this guy, this uh, system, it's uh, formalized, basically. Okay. So okay. they have first pick, you could say, of their talent rather than someone, some other clubs coming in. Like, for instance, in the Greater Copenhagen area. There's quite a, a lot of clubs at the in the first two tiers, and uh, so a lot of those clubs would be interesting for for young people to go to. Yeah. So the the clubs that are connected to FC Norseland, and I think I know it's the same for I think pretty much every uh, top one and two tier clubs in in Denmark probably. Yeah. That they have a, a network of clubs where they have some sort of formalized agreement that you know you're top ten in. Tell us about them before anybody else. Oh, so it's kind of them. like a, a gang area. Yeah, like and, and then at, yeah. At the, yeah, in a way. But then at the uh, at the same time, they also 
help them with stuff. You know, they get you know their best players in these smaller clubs get some of some uh, some of the trainers out from some yeah. of the top trainers and stuff like that. So it it goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, uh, the little I know from about this is from Hobbikuri, and I know some of the local clubs down there. They get they get sort of uh, 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 higher skill coaches in, and and also get uh, coaching lessons. Their coach, the small club coaches go to the bigger clubs to get coaching lessons and stuff like that. Mm. So. Yeah, so it seems kind of a natural development and yeah. prof- professionalization of football in Denmark. Yeah, anywhere. yeah, you could say that. Yeah. But also, they have this academy which they're linked to in Ghana, right? Where they yes. develop players there for the, for their team in Switzerland. Yeah, so both the Ghanaian one and also just the academy they have with themselves. They, um, I forget when, but at some point they they basically uh, decided to invest a lot in uh, in uh, in um, talent development, and mm-hmm. the Ghanaian part uh, was part of that. The Ghanaian academy. Okay. And they uh, they've they've got quite a few players into at least into Danish football, and I think some of them uh, beyond as well. Yeah, I, I saw some of their players that they developed there now playing in the US and stuff like this. But yeah. It, so yeah, but so they kind of have a reputation as being the club good for developing young players. Yeah, and and quite early on, it's varied a little bit from from manager to manager, but quite a few of the managers up there have been quite. Uh, uh, willing, willing yeah. to use uh, young players and give them a chance, yeah. and put them into the top tier league, uh, even uh, even if they were only eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah. But okay, but fan culture wise, it's not a particularly strong. Yeah, no, I I think that, that it's a little boring. But also, I mean, they're just not that many. Um, I think we looked it up earlier today, and in their best season, they were about five thousand something. Mm. Uh, two, that average, was the... which in, in Denmark is actually to be fair a pretty decent one yeah, but that was the only year it's down, now down to less than 2000 yeah but that, that was somewhat corona hit yeah. maybe that number as well yeah, yeah that was the cliffing of the last pod right yeah we told us at the end that they don't have any fan support yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then we were yeah. like okay off off, off yeah, the yeah, list yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm That's interested it. in like the youth development stuff and also yeah. like the side yeah. of connections and I think what stuck with me was that you said that they play positive football yeah. yeah that's my impression at least I think that generally they tend to be quite entertaining to watch hmm. and they've had to also because you know that uh, they'll come with some new exciting talent quite quite frequently and then you will see these young players doing really well at the top level in Danish football okay that's interesting let's now move on to the club a few hundred meters away from us uh the oh, lovely, do you want to excitement level <laughs> horizon? <laughs> you can hear it in yeah, Alexa's voice. The lovely, but I, 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 I'm very worried about each time I say it whether it's correct. Like, if I met someone on the street and you say Fema Ama, or do, do I even say the Ama bit? Because then I looked in someone else and they just say like Fremel. Oh. Yeah, I, I think you would have to be very, very, very local to just call it Fremel. Fremel. Okay. I think most people say would say Fremel Ama. Just say it as fast as possible and then (laughs) Where do we begin with uh, Framama? Because when I looked at their history, they sort of very much, they've always been a kind of lower league club. I think when I looked at it the last time they were in the Superliga was in 1994. So so where, you know, what do you know? What is the kind of general perception of Framama? Well, I would would, uh, say that, you know, um, uh, in, in early days, 
think the like the the sixties and seventies they they were they were a top tier club as far as I remember. At least in history they have been in the top league many times. And it it is a big club and every I would say everybody in Denmark knows Amalama. It's a uh, there's a lot of history in that club and traditionally they also produced quite a few players for the national team hmm. and stuff. So it is a big club uh, historically. But why has it got a big like uh, reputation historically if they've always been sort of like there's never been a really big team? Is it just they, sort of about their values or like the image of them or how it well, portrays itself? Yeah, maybe a combination, but also they had a, a period of a poor economy. Um, I think, did they go bust three times or something? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said, the, the record yeah, in Danish yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. So they are, but, uh, but also typical for them, they come back. After each of those times, they'll come back. They'll get someone to raise money. They will get back into the. Yeah, but what happens when you football. go bankrupt? Well, well, here you're relegated out out of the leagues, so out of the. So you have to start at the very first, like lowest division. No, no, I think it's again. I forget if it's uh, the the fourth or the fifth. Yeah, maybe you jump into. Like, I think the maybe you have to go into like the the, to the regional ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. So that would be Copenhagen in Copenhagen series, and then Denmark, and I, I don't know if it's that far down or if it's just Denmark. Yeah. So maybe it's just outside of the the semi pros. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Actually, hmm. I don't remember. Uh, but either way, they came back, uh, and they've also they uh, did a merger with some of the other clubs. I think possibly B nineteen oh eight was part of that. Actually, I don't yeah, it was. Well, no, I don't think it was. So when I, when I looked at it, it was, was it with uh, Dragor, Kastrup, and Kloermarko. Oh yeah, QFB. Yeah, and that was in two thousand and eight. They tried this short merger to make FC Ammo, but it only lasted eight months. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was mainly financial issues. I think, and also, I think there were some internal stuff. I think Kastrup weren't really keen on it. As I find all these mergers so amazing. Like I just, I'm trying to imagine like an English football. People being okay with their club. No, but I just wonder. Is it, and yeah, but it's just a different stage of football development and professionalism. Like maybe this happened in early day English football too, right? You'll just yeah. have like super local clubs, and then at one point it just makes sense to compete on a more national level that yeah. you merge with other clubs. But of course, in England, this happened like way, 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 way back. Yeah. But now in Denmark, since football became professional only that late. That's now what we talk about. Yeah, but in England's yeah. is all forgotten. Yeah, but it was still. I mean, FC Coke, for instance, it was quite controversial between some fans of Kobe or being in the trade. They they weren't necessarily all happy with this. But they're not the most yeah. recent. I think there's been another Super League merge mergers. Oh yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Northland was later. Um, Midland was later. Um, so it continues to happen. It's not yeah. as if Ranas mm. was later. Okay. So, just, just, just quick question between Midland. How happy are you that they made it to the Champions League, or not so much? Because I felt like this was like a yeah. concrete question for what we talked about earlier uh, in the last pod, right? Whether yeah. you would support a club that you don't feel that excited about just because they're Danish. Yeah. See, you know, it was fun to see them uh, lose to Atalanta <laughs> yeah. uh, quite convincingly. At the same time, it's also a little uh, sad because it shows the state of Danish club football compared to. Italian and uh, maybe even worse is that it means that we don't gain, a, gain as many points for uh, for places in the European leagues next year yeah which is a, 
a pity. So don't don't support the team, support the coefficient. That's, yes. that's the rule. The coefficient. That was the word I was looking for. No, but that's a yeah. crucial question always when, yeah, yeah. when Munich plays. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I presume everybody in Germany is anybody but Bayern, right? Yeah, every everyone except for the Bayern fans. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. And Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah, Leipzig too. Yeah, yeah, no one likes them too. But I feel like the antagonism versus Bayern is, is, is stronger stronger than Leipzig oh I don't know yeah but I'm it just sure. yeah but it because it's because it's because it's been growing for so many years like life like Bayern Munich it's like an institution like even people who don't go to like football matches that often they kind of know that you are against Munich right mm. but just because like it's a cultural thing yeah with kind of Leipzig it's within the maybe hardcore football scene yeah 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 then then definitely people would be very much oh, against so, but, so the people but, who aren't that invested in football culture yeah, don't really know about no, the no, 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 it doesn't ring a bell with them. Yeah. And but but Bayern Munich definitely does. Mm, like the Totenhosen song, it, it, it's, yeah. there's one about them and stuff. Like people will know this shit. So. Because I think when I, I remember reading an article, I think maybe it was last, not last season, but the season before, when it looked like it would be like a Leipzig versus Bayern title race. And I was struck by, you know, they asked all these sort of ultras or like fan groups around Germany from these teams. And I, I kind of expect them to be rooting for. Leipzig just for like a different winner of the league and they were all like very adamant that like they would they want Bayern to win they don't want to yeah, recognize yeah. RB at all yeah you know? no, with the ultras I totally see this yeah definitely yeah. but mm. then in, in general like in the broader football ki- culture which also includes like the non-diehard fans I feel like yeah Munich is more of the mm. people that uh, more of the club that people rally against than, than Leipzig yeah. so if I was to go along to a Ama from Ama game. What is the kind of uh, sort of fan culture, or what is the what would you kind of expect would be the kind of hallmarks of? Is it would it, it wouldn't? I know it's a it's on a smaller scale, but would the people be as kind of diehard as they would be in for Bronby or something? Or I mean, you, you you will find some, uh, but uh, a lot fewer. But you will find some people that will go to all the home games, even some that will go to most of the away games as well. Uh, I think. It's my impression that it's uh, quite uh, it's quite sort of family type thing. There's quite a few who bring their family there. Uh, it's the same at the the other clubs as well, of course. But here, it's also it's very much like a neighborhood club. So it's a very local club in many ways. So um, you know, you will uh, you'll meet your uh, your neighbor down there, or the the guy from the supermarket, and things like that. So it is very much a local team. What is the situation in Denmark with sort of fan-owned clubs? Because I was kind of surprised. I thought Flamalama would be a fan-owned club, but then it's like eighty percent a a you know investment corporation. Is there any sort of yeah. fan-owned clubs, or is it all sort of mostly outside investment? <sighs> yeah, no, I would say that usually there's some sort of rich guy behind it, or a consortium, or something like that. I don't think there's any sort of particular fan-owned clubs. Not that I that I know of I think possibly at, at Fram that's out in in Velby uh, third tier club I think possibly they started something like that at some point but I think it's still like a like a, a group of uh, companies that that basically own it mm-hmm. okay and they no initiatives but to build up fan base no club. but also in, in many cases uh, those companies will often be like uh, smaller local companies that go together and buy the club together, and they so they are basically fans. 
yeah. that just happen to own companies yeah so they can do it i think that's so it's, it's a lot like it used to be in the lower leagues in the uk before money even the lower leagues yeah. once it started getting so competitive that they needed more money so we before we decide on our final answer i found this quick flow chart online for deciding your super league club so we're going to go through this now with Yannick and Leon to see if the decision that we come to is we're happy with. Now, it doesn't include Fremoama because it's just Superliga, so we're going to have to bear that in mind. But let's let's go through this and see what we come up with. Okay, just one quick question, Yannick. If it turns out that you're an FC Kurt fan by this flowchart, then will you accept the verdict? No. Now, then uh, this... Uh, I. I uh, lay down a veto on this uh, podcast being broadcast. We'll do a GoFundMe for a season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no. We'll, do, we'll pay for you to be like one of the the kids. like one The of boys. The, the, the mascot. <laughs> or girls. Or <laughs> girls. Running in the, sc- running in the stadium. <laughs> holding running, holding the hand of, of the captain. Uh, oh. I'll switch with one of the kids for the to run out with the opposing team then. Okay. No, no. Okay, question one. Do you like winning silverware? No. No. Worst thing I know. Do you like good football? I mean, what? Yes. What, what, is, oh, what, is, yeah. what is good it's football? It's such a triggering question. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And youth development? Yeah. 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 That's that's important. That's the basic of, of, of your future, man. What about a shady uh, like business practice model? And some shady owners. Oh no, I'm I'm all for moral principalism. Okay. Yeah. No, no shady okay. owners. No, no. What about some good results as well? I mean, that's kind of like the first question. No, no, okay. Some good results. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like some good results. You want to like cheer every now and then. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you is come to your decision that you should support FC Northland. Huh. Yeah, but see, this uh, I was thinking that already at question two that the the people who made this set it up to let it find the uh, the the clubs they want you to find. Okay. Because I mean, for instance, this with the shady thing. I mean, they got the Norseland got part of their clubs from a guy who from a mayor who siphoned money from. Yeah, that's weird. You know, so that's why. If you if you you, has had some issues with some people in their board at some point, and now they seem to be fine, and you know, so it. Yeah. So if you had said yes to the shady business one, it would have taken you to Vila, but what about Vila? Is there some bad business stuff with Vila? Not that I know of. Well, I don't know. Did you read the map correctly? They actually um, yeah, also joined so. the merger at some point, Riley. <laughs> yeah, I did read it correctly. Okay, fair enough. Because we do know that there was some, some shady bit with business with North Zealand. Yeah, that's where it's weird. So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about this. Anyway, it's my turn now. Do, okay. Do, do me. Okay, I'll do you. How are you ever going to put uh, fit uh, Framalama into this? I mean, we just we just assume Premalama is the right answer. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert! No that, shit. Listen to that, That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. Also, I've got like the suspicion that you know this by heart, and you've like run this nah. track down like a million times, and you know where you'll end up. But anyways, here we go. Exciting first question: Do you like winning silverware? No. Mister? No. 
Okay, so it takes you to the second question, which would be, do you like good football? Nah. Um, you're just saying this to come up somewhere else different well, than no, me. But okay, I mean, it's okay, not okay, the no, most important no, thing no. for me when I pick a club. Okay, okay, so here we go. How about youth development? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Oh, fantastic. Um, how about the return of some local lads? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> return from where? <laughs> the coal mines? The war? <laughs> the Somme? <laughs> All of this. Okay, this question is anyways kind of like... It's I, I, not relevant because the, 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 the decision is made anyways. I, th- and, I think and, and here's the club no 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 I hate the local lads no. <laughs> so yeah, you take me back I hate them it's too late it's too late to turn back <laughs> this is a one way street no. and this one way street leads towards Framelama yeah <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Absolutely. I can't believe I didn't see they're, them on the board earlier not even on the map but you still <laughs> found your way to them <laughs> um, no 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 actually it's like OB 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 the, the O or the Two A's. The two A's. Yeah, Obi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's no, uh, you pronounced it fine. It's just that yeah. uh, it's not necessarily the easiest. Is thing. that the the owns the club? Yeah, the Obi and Obi. You can see how that could easily be. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure that. Oh, one is like one a... is owns and one is Albo. Yeah. Okay. Sounds okay. like a place in Germany where you can buy screwdrivers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean i feel like there's, there's a quite a like a problem with this flowchart because if you say yes to the first question about like liking silverware you're basically on a one-way street to either fc co or Michelin. but it's also i mean if you then the second one is do you like good football first of all it's uh what is good for football some people prefer a good strong uh, defense some of us like tiki taka you know so I'd argue already, that Tiki Taka is and good also football which yeah, and, I think, and good which, strong defense. Which is, club uh, fits in? Which club fits into this? That's also to some degree quite uh, yeah. It fluctuates teams like some teams are always and good sometimes football. Sometimes it's very dependent on which manager they have. If they change manager, they might switch to another style in time. And, yeah. Okay, let's turn this around, Yannick. Ask us one question that you want us to answer, or two or three, and then decide yeah. which team suits us best. <laughs> How would you make this better? Uh, well, I mean, the ideal way. Yeah. I said that uh, last time as well, but it's not really uh, compatible with current Corona times. Mm, but the yeah. ideal way was to, these ones that you singled out, to go to a home and away game from each of those teams. Yeah. To get the atmosphere. And yeah. see which one captures your hearts the most. Uh, but since you can't do that, but you know us well enough, I think, to have a good idea as to what we would enjoy. I yeah. cheap beers, football. Yeah, I I, I think uh, uh, I think farms out. Yeah, Northland uh, is out. Yeah, because it's a little it's a little boring, and the football is pretty good. But the atmosphere is not. Yeah, good. I feel so like we, I feel very stale. Team, if they play a small team that doesn't bring many fans somewhere from a small team from far away, then it's a little dull up there. I okay, think. three teams left. And then, so then, uh, then it's a question of: Do you want the 
big league football or do you want local football? And in local football, are, are B1908 still in it, in this? Yeah, just about. I mean, I kind of forgot about them, but yeah. They didn't do an awesome job at selling they, them. They so at the current uh, stage, they still play quite a few uh, uh, games at places where there's uh, not even a, a barrier around the pitch, right? Don't have to buy tickets. No, yeah, you just show up. Just show up. Yeah, it depends who they play, and I don't know if, if they themselves charge when you go. But mm. it's, it's, uh, it's definitely maybe low, this low is, league. Maybe this is feasible, though. If, if we limit it to, these, to, two, to two clubs, yeah. it should be Framme, and then B1908, Eight. then maybe we could make a work. Go check them out. See how we feel. Yeah, I think that would be the best idea. I feel like I, I, I not, I'm not going to support Bromby. I think they're just too big. It's too mainstream for me. <laughs> is what you're saying. It's exactly my voice. No, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I want... So, you want no, you agree though, right? I know, I, I completely agree. I think that would be boring. Like, if the outcome of all of this would be Bromby, then we could have just not done it. I <laughs> like, I knew about them. We knew about them before, yeah. right? We kind of, we want to find out something new. New about Danish football culture, about the Danish Copenhagen area clubs that are playing mm. and stuff. So I feel like this might be, this leads us in the right direction where we, yeah. where we want to go. Yeah. And uh, for either of those teams, their uh, pitches are I mean you can see them from from the kitchen window here right hmm. so it's pretty close to uh, to where your podcast is taking place fantastic yeah so I think we're we've come I think full well full circle to our general conclusion that we're going to check out both Famalama and Vinil Honor and then we'll see as which but can't we support both? No, we can't because they're rivals. How would you How would you feel about but us supporting then both? Then again, they, who would know? They wouldn't know until they meet in the cup again. Or mm. if if Rama oh. gets relegated, which looks pretty unlikely at the moment, and uh, I mean they lost the last it. game, right? But how exciting would it be to support? Fremont Rama won five one last night. Oh, well. okay, the match before. Okay. Yeah, how yeah. exciting would it be to be, to, okay, we're going to support Famama this season and this is the first season they get back up to the top flight since 1994. It's de- that it's would be an awesome a, start to yeah. our fanboyism. So let's, let's okay, let's have a park that's been in Oda and Famalama for now and we won't, we'll, we're not, we're written in pencil that we're supporting Famalama but we won't decide for fully when we until we've seen both of them yeah play. and I'm excited to do that excited yeah. to get out there yeah. see them score play score a sort of podcast on tour yeah so okay so this is kind of sums up our podcast two part series on Danish football thank you as always Leon it was very exciting and I have to say that this um, was something completely new and I learned a lot about clubs I had not heard too much about mm. before so and, and, so, and as a result the, like Danish culture and exactly like, exactly so much value taken from this thank you Yannick well you're welcome and also we uh, to a great deal ignored uh, most of the country which is also quite yeah good. but that's but what that, you that's have to do practical reasons mm-hmm. there's yeah. only so many things you can look into yeah that's true yeah that's the nature we do live of, in Copenhagen exactly so. yeah, exactly yeah. I hope also that we didn't put you on the spot right because you had to tell a lot about different clubs and also sometimes a bit of you know trash talking yeah, hope that I, they're not like friends of yours now up in arms no, no I'll change my name and address okay 
So thanks again for joining us on this two-part series on Danish football. We have some interesting podcasts coming up on entirely different things, maybe some more book reviews and also some more studies of games. So check out in your newsfeed and like and subscribe on all our social media. And if you want, tell a friend about the podcast. That would be good. Thank you. See you. Bye. Podcast Network.